You're listening to a sermon of Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida. For more media resources, visit us online at www.nbcocala.com. Well, we're continuing on our teaching entitled Armor regarding the armor of God. We had uh, Tony Cook with us last week, had a great time with Tony, and uh, but the whole time I was chomping at the bits to get in here, and so I'm um, excited to get back in on this message. Uh, this is week five of this teaching, so it's kind of hard to go back and um, fully review a couple of things I'll point out to you, but first let's read our main passage here in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 16. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Note that the whole armor of God that you say, that's me, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, because of that, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth. We talked about that several weeks ago. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, we also have covered that, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Two things I want to point out, two, several things I want to point out to you. You have an enemy and we are in a struggle. We are in a battle. Some days, uh, seems like that's all there is. And other days you, there are lulls in that, but we do have an enemy and he's constant and he's, and he's busy, but God is greater and God has given us what we need. Two things pointed out in the scripture. He's given us his strength, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He's given us the strength to get through. Don't ever say, I don't have the strength to get through. Uh, Now that's partially true because you in and of yourselves, you do not, but you do have strength to get through because he strengthens you and be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And don't do things to weaken that strength. Don't have a grudge and pout for weeks. Don't get yourself, your spiritual diet diverted and watered down with all kinds of other stuff. Be careful how you handle that strength so that you don't weaken that strength. And so God gives us strength. And second of all, he gives us armor. And the armor, uh, with the armor, you're able to stand and we're able to win. And like the scripture says, and having done all to stand, we, we stand. Now, in verse 16 is where we're at today. It says, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So I want to pull up this picture here of, of a soldier. Uh, it's not totally accurate scripturally um it's hard to find one that actually is as you break down all the language because this is kind of a conglomerate of of nations and times and so forth but it gives us a good idea of this and i want to describe the shield for you because we're talking about the shield of faith it's a large oblong door like it's four and a half foot tall generally and then two to two and a half feet wide Large enough to completely hide behind, which is necessary sometimes. Uh, covered with multiple layers, six, six to eight layers of thick animal hide that were tanned, treated, and tightly woven together as tight as steel. 
The outer layers, then there are several outer layers beyond that. They're actually absorbent, and we'll talk about that in a moment. And you also could overlap shields with other soldiers and create kind of a turtle effect, a phalanx, to, to kind of move along together. And uh, I want to show you also a little video clip, and this is uh, lifted out of the movie 300. And uh, it will show you just a little bit of why we need swords. And if I were, or shields rather, and if I titled this, it would be, today would be a good day to have a shield. Those are arrows that are coming in right there. And uh, it'd be a good day to have a shield. Amen. And the thing is, as drastic as that looks, all of those arrows coming in, you know what? Don't some days kind of feel (laughs) feel like that. And uh, so thank God we have a shield. Now, the previously listed pieces of the armor, it's interesting in the Greek that it says having put on. It says here, having girded your your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And so this is uh, fixtures. These are fixed and these are already on you. The belt, the breastplate, and then like cleats more or less. And now we find a change in the language where it says above all taking. And so instead of just having, now we have taking, and this is something that's more, it indicates to us, it's more movable. You know, you put your shoes on your feet and that's pretty much where they stay. Unless you're playing with them, you know, or something. Okay. But you put those on and everything has its place. However, the shield is movable and and you can manipulate it around to use it depending on what's going on at the time. Verse 16 starts out with this. It says, above all, above all, taking the shield of faith. Above all. Uh, Upon initial reading, we would think that that means most importantly. But it's really not talking about what's most important. Because let me tell you what's most important. Whatever you need at the moment. At the moment. And so depending on the terrain, depending on the enemy, depending on the situation, that presents to you what is most important. This phrase here, above all, does not mean most important. Rather, it means overall. So it's, it's more the idea of lifting up overall. Uh, so above all is lifting up overall. And what it's doing, it's covering and protecting. And the understood subject in this, in this whole passage here is the armor. Everybody say armor. So that's the understood subject here. And what happens by lifting up this shield of faith, what it does, it is protecting actually your armor. It's covering and protecting your armor. So that's a good thing because your armor is protecting you. Your armor is protecting you. And then this is helping to shield and cover and protect your armor. So you actually have double protection. Come on, y'all. It's like double protection. And uh, I would welcome that. Now, I'm going to give you a little little statement here in just just a moment here. that It protects us from fiery darts. Which means, and and this is so simple, I hope you don't miss the truth here that we'll, we'll have greater light and fullness as we go along in this message. With the shield of faith, and let me go ahead and get this up here so we can see this. The shield, this is what we're talking about here today. With the shield, the fiery darts, and that's what we're protecting against, they hit. Now, get this. It's so simple you might miss it. It's going to hit the shield and not hit you. It's going to hit the shield and not hit you. How many of you know that would be better? 
Okay. Now let me just ask you real quick. How many of you uh, been hit before though? Okay. How many of you have had that shield protect you before though? Okay. And it's easy to just think out even if you have no battle experience to realize uh, that's better. But I want you to get that in your thoughts, however simple that is, that it protects you from the fiery darts that are aimed at you, but they hit your shield and not you and not your armor. Now, these fiery darts, as it says, take above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able, you will be able to quench. And that word is important. We'll come back to it in a moment. Quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. These are flaming arrows. Uh, part of the Greek word actually even means missiles. Uh, fiery, flaming also can denote poisonous. And they would take an arrow and they would wrap the end of it and would dip it into pitch or tar. And how many of you have ever stepped in tar before? Or creosote? Gum. Okay. Some of y'all never get out. Okay, okay, good. But, uh, and it stays with you. And so when they would dip this in the pitch or the tar, and then they would light it, and it's flammable, and it would continue to burn and the other thing is as anything does the more that it is hot and burning the softer it becomes and then when it hits not only not only does it penetrate not only does it uh, cause that damage but then also it splatters with this virtually molten tar or pitch causing that to the the hot tar to cause greater damage create greater damage and then also actually even to spread fire. And so it's very destructive. It's evil genius as, as far as a weapon. Also, some of the arrows uh, historically were hollowed out and were like a syringe almost and would contain uh, flammable fluids. And they were also lit. And then upon impact, you know, that fluid would go everywhere. So in addition to just having an arrow shot at you, uh, the hot tar, the fire, all of those things coming your way, it's important that we have a shield. Can I get an amen? amen? Now, as I told you earlier, some of the outer layers of the shield were actually absorbent. And so this was because of this word quench, which means to extinguish, to put out. And so when these flaming fiery darts, not just any darts, but fiery darts, you go, oh no, they're shooting flaming arrows, fiery darts. We have an app for that. You know, we've, we've got a shield for that. And so it is ready and, but you have to keep it ready. And what they would do is they would soak, they would saturate, they would waterlog this shield so that when they, if, if they were struck by these fiery darts, that it would extinguish, they would fizzle. And it would also protect you from the, from the splatter of all this going on. So there's, there's responsibility that goes with this as well. That the soldier had to, at every opportunity he could, he needed to soak his shield. And so if they were in a point of travel or a point of break, they would have to find a brook, a stream. Or if they're traveling by boat, they were going to have to get some water. Sometimes carry water with them. Whatever they had to do to keep that 
saturated and soaked. It made it heavy, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a few moments. But it's an important thing that the shield would stay saturated, not allow it to dry out, because part of its goal is to quench. Everybody say quench. Not just block, not just take the arrow, but to quench that fire that would come with it. Now, the shield that we have, it's very easy to see here, that the shield is actually faith. Everyone say faith. And so the shield is faith. And just like the shield, you could hide behind the shield. And I guess uh, you could actually crouch behind the shield need, need be. Have some lunch. Text the family back home. How many of you believed that one? No, okay. Well, they couldn't text back then. But you could hide behind that shield and it would give you complete coverage so that you had some some shelter and some protection. Same is true of our faith. I said the same is true of our faith. You need to know that there's no area of life that faith will not cover. There's no area of life, no situation of life that you cannot apply your faith for protection and for coverage. Now... Whatever is going on in your life, whatever situations that you're dealing with, whatever things you're afraid of or or you're tired of or whatever would be going on in your life, you need to understand this and get get a hold of this. God is faithful. I said God is faithful. And also then his armor is complete. The armor is complete. And just as the scripture said, put on the whole armor, you're going to be able to stand. Take up, the, take up the shield, you're going to be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. That is part of our faith that we believe that. Now, the, the Greek word for faith here in the shield of faith is the Greek word pistis. And it actually means this. It's a persuasion. Now, there's, there's different types of faith here. This is a persuasion. This is a confidence of the truthfulness and the faithfulness of God. It's a trust. It's trust. It's not just a little uh, specific, it's a broad and general trust. I trust God, his faithfulness, his, his uh, truthfulness, that we trust that. It's also an attitude. Everybody say attitude. How many of y'all ever had an attitude? How many of y'all ever had an attitude? How many still got one? Okay. We can have attitudes and they tend to have some stubbornness to them. And in a negative sense, typically we think of it in a negative sense. But how many of you know you can have a good positive attitude that's pretty stubborn too? You know, that I'm not, I'm not letting go of that. You're not going to destroy my hope. You're not going to destroy my faith. You're not going to destroy my joy. You, know, you, can, you can have a good positive. This is that kind of attitude. Do you know what an attitude is? It's a frame of mind. It's a frame of mind that you have. And we need to have this frame of mind here, this attitude toward God that you believe two things. You ready for this? You believe that he is faithful and you believe he is able. You believe he is faithful, that he is true, he is faithful, he is reliable, and you believe that he is able. Therefore, anything that he said is true and anything he said, he has the power to make good on. And in Romans, we find in Romans chapter four, Paul talked about uh, Abraham, that he believed God. He was persuaded. He was persuaded that God was able to keep or to do what he had also 
promised. And so this is that kind of faith right here that I'm just persuaded. I've got an attitude that I believe God is faithful and I believe God that, that God is able. You have trust in his ability and his integrity. And the result of that is you can say, you can say things like Paul said in Romans eight thirty one. What then shall we say to all these things? Now hear the attitude in this. What then shall we say to all these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Brother Kenneth Hagin used to say, if God is for us, what difference does it make who's against us? And see, that's an attitude. And I like that attitude. If God is for us, let me put it in these terms. Since God is for us. What difference does it make who would be against us? And that's an attitude. That's a frame of mind. That's a faith. And just as shield, uh, your shield is faith, this brand of faith is the best shield that you can have uh, for the warfare that we're in. In Mark 11, verse 22, in the context of this, Jesus is talking some things and doing some things. And he's just... Uh, cursed a fig tree and it died and he's talking about moving mountains and the disciples have a question mark in the little bubble over their head and he says here's the bottom line guys and he says it in in mark eleven twenty two. so jesus answered and said to them have faith in god read that with me have faith in god jesus didn't say have faith in your faith Have faith in your feelings, have faith in your circumstance, have faith in your performance. He didn't say that. He said, bottom line, just have faith in God. What's he talking about? That that God is faithful and God is able. God is faithful and God is able. You take it a little bit further and let me encourage you to make this little adjustment here. Don't just believe God for things. Don't just believe God for outcomes. Don't do that. Believe God. Now, I think secondarily, you can say, I believe God and I'm believing him for this to change, this to happen, this to come, this outcome. But the focus of your faith needs to be, I believe God, that he's faithful and that he's able. And that's the bottom line. Go ahead and say it. I believe God. In Genesis 15, 1, the Lord uh, speaks and it says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. And so again, we see that this kind of faith, this attitude, this frame of mind, this you're, you're tenacious about this, that no matter what's going on, no matter what it feels like, no matter what anybody else is saying that you have determined, let me tell you one thing. Listen to me, church. Let me tell you one thing, that God is faithful and God is able, which sometimes means this. Well, you're in a fix. What's going to happen? You know what? I don't know, but I do know that God's going to come through. He's faithful. He's able. He's faithful. He's able. Because sometimes when we're, I'm believing, sometimes when we're believing, I'm believing for this to happen and that to happen. This is not up to us to direct traffic. We're not the stage director. Okay. And now enter this. And this is, you know, we, we really don't have control over all those things. So our bottom line is, you know what? This is what I do know. God is faithful and God is able. Now come through this and he'll help me and he'll show up at the right time. This will work out. And so that's that faith that will protect you. That shield of faith, that brand of faith. It's tenacious. It's this mindset that I believe, I trust that God is faithful and God is able. Can I get an amen? amen? Now, let's talk about your shield for a little bit here. Your shield is what? 
Okay, let's try it again. Your shield is your, your faith. Okay. And as we've already seen by design, that the shield must be soaked. So let me put it this way. Your shield, part of your shield must be saturated. And your shield is your faith. So your faith must be saturated. Your faith must be soaked. Now, just as you would soak the shield for those outer bands on it to, to be soaked and saturated, you would do that with water. Well, then we also have to soak and saturate our faith, but we do that with the water of the word. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, says that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know what that's saying? You're going to, if, if the word is water and faith comes by hearing and hearing, hearing, the way to soak your faith and saturate your faith so it can quench the fiery darts, then you're going to have to keep soaking and soaking. And faith comes by hearing and by And it's a continuous repeated action here. Faith comes by hearing and by, and by, and by, and it goes on and on and on and on. And we've got to do a better job of soaking our faith. We've got to do a much better job of soaking our faith. Because I'm telling you what, there are days where it seems like all those arrows are coming and they're coming at you. And you've, you've got to be able, although that didn't depict it in, in that video clip, you're going to have to be able to extinguish those fiery darts. And the only way to do it is by soaking in the word of God. And that quenches the fiery darts of the enemy. Now, if you're going to soak and you're going to have to, it's not because the preacher gets up here and says, Read the Bible. Soak in the Bible. And if you do it, you get two extra points in Sunday school. You know, and, and we've been, every, everybody's tried every other thing, you know, to get us to read the word. It, it's kind of like when you're a kid. Let me put it this way. I, I, I'm in, still in the process of finishing raising five kids. I've, I've still got two left at the house. And we've had to teach them all to brush their teeth. And when they're little, and especially the boys, have you brushed your teeth? When was the last time you brushed them? Where's your toothbrush? What have you been using? And so we have to coerce, we have to threaten, we have to reward to brush your teeth. And in church, we've been told, read the word, read the word, get in the Bible. And we tell you, and then, you know, and where's your Bible? When was the last time you were in the word? But there comes a place in life, and I've noticed this with, with all of my children now. There comes a place where they want to do it because they know the benefit for themselves. And either that they start to like boys or girls, depending on, you know. Y'all know we're directing traffic correctly there. Okay. Okay. And so, and so we got to have minty fresh breath. 
or we want to have white teeth, or we just want the health of our teeth and gums. There's, there's plenty of reasons, but you, you get to a point in your life where you say, I want to do this because it's what I need to do. It's good for me. And I'm trying to get you to a place where you soak your faith. You do it not because the pastor gets up and tells you, you better get into the word. Or people are looking or you're going to win some extra points at something or whatever. Or you're in a contest with a friend to read through the Bible. I'm not even talking about it. I'm talking about you have got to soak, soak, soak because there are arrows coming your way. And you've got to be ready for them. Amen. You've got to be ready for them. Now, uh, let me talk about this just, just a second longer here too. You have so many times during the day that you could be soaking in the word. It's not just when you sit down in some quiet moment, although I recommend those highly, 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 highly. But when you're driving, when you get a few spare moments, how many of you have a smartphone? That means it does something beyond just going, okay, okay. There are apps and things you can get for your phone. I just downloaded a thing the other day. I, I did a search and found Bible promises. And it's quick as can be, and it's topical. And if you're dealing with fear or uh, health or forgiveness or what, you tap. And I mean, immediately you've got like 12 verses. They're, they're just there. You can just, you can soak in the word. Driving along, you can actually soak in the word. Some of y'all just need to change your, your station. Y'all with me? I, I was in traffic the other day and this lady was... Kind of beside me, kind of behind me. And she's just doing everything but driving. <laughs> and I said, I hope I get a red light. And I did. So she's right behind, right beside me, just doing everything. <laughs> and part of me was like, what station are you on? <laughs> Wish I could be so free. But the thing is, we, we spend so much time on some things where maybe you could just take a little. And I'm not trying to make you boring. I'm not your, your, your children want to do something. You go, no, we're soaking. All we're doing is soaking. You want to do that either. But folks, we've got to, as we go along through our day, you're going to have to soak because there's so many things trying to dry you out. And we've got to stay ready because we never know when these arrows are going to come in. We never know how many. And we've got to be able to have our shield ready so that we can quench all these flaming, fiery darts of the wicked one. Can I get an amen on that? Let me tell you what the fiery darts are here. They're words. They're thoughts. They're lies. They're temptations from the enemy. Whether you know it or not, the enemy can get your attention on some things. He can find a way to get a word across to you, a thought across to you, a lie into you, a temptation in front of you. He'll find a way to do that. And you know what those are? Those are those fiery darts. Those are those things that are coming. He's projecting those missiles into your life some way or another to get you off your game, to start to hurt you, to penetrate you. And sometimes it seems to come out of nowhere. But the darts, if we're set right, the darts won't hit you. They'll hit your shield. But not if you're not ready. Now, let me just ask you this. Or let me say this and then I'll ask you something. You know and you can feel when the dart hits you. Come on. How many of you know you can feel 
when that dart hits you. And that some word, some thought, some lie, some temptation, and all of a sudden you're fearful, you're worried, you're insecure, you're in pain, you're sad, you're disturbed, you're tempted, you're, you're distracted. You know what those are? Those are arrows. Those are arrows. And you know it and you can feel it when they hit you. You can. But if you have your shield in proper order and in the proper place, then, then you're going to be all right because it will hit you and it would not hit them. And this, the, the, this is the desire of, of the enemy here, that the darts would penetrate you, break your heart, injure your soul, confuse your mind, dash your hopes, destroy your confidence, bring worry, ignite fear, bring depression, and cause this internal firestorm going on. Here's some of the arrows he shoots at you, that you're a loser, that you're going crazy. How many of you ever had that arrow shot at you? I, I think I'm going crazy. Come on, don't leave me by myself. How many of y'all? Like, uh... Or you, you just feel some little, so... I think I got a tumor. I'm going to die. Come on. Come on. Or nobody likes me anymore. Come on. You're not going to make it. No one cares about you. Your kids are headed slammed toward hell. You're never going to have enough money. It's all these things keep coming. But what you've got to do is you've got to soak, soak this in the word of God. So when it hits, when it comes, it hits your shield and it doesn't hit you. So when it comes and says you're sick, then your shield can catch it. Say, but by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I am whole. He is the Lord who heals me. You're going crazy. Now, God's not giving me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And it keeps me in perfect peace and it guards my heart and it guards my mind. I'm quite fine. Thank you. And on and on and on. Well, with this economy and all this, it's only going to get worse for you. You better look around you now because you're going down and you're going out. And you go, you know, I don't even know how it's going to happen. But my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And you've got to move this shield around for whatever it would be. And great is the peace of my children and they're blessed and they're surrounded with favor. And I raised them up in the right way and they're not going to depart from them. They're going to serve God all the days of their life. And you got this shield. But when you let those other things come in, some of y'all watch the news with no shield. How many of you have ever been guilty of that? And you're watching it and, they're, and they'll tell you, and this is bad. Oh, and this is bad. Ooh. And right after this commercial, we'll be back to tell you how bad it is. Uh, and then they play a little yogurt commercial or whatever, and you're a little better. Can I tell you something? Yogurt's not going to get you through. And then they come back on, honey, come in here. They're going to tell us some more bad things. And just arrows just coming, you know, and you got, you got folks you work with and you got neighbors and you got all kinds of things. And God will use any, or excuse me, the devil will use anybody to shoot. Just take this name it at that guy over there. See the guy with the worried face? Shoot him. And we're living life and watching news and going to work with no shield. And you're feeling it. 
And you can't sleep and you're nervous and you're down and you're edgy and you're irritated and you're tempted and you're distracted and all these things. It's because you're out there wandering around and flaming arrows are coming. Oh, I'll be all right. No, you're not. You need to get that shield up and you get that shield up. It doesn't hit you. It hits your faith. Hits your faith. What faith? That God is faithful and God is able. Well, this is not going to work out for you. Oh, no, no, no. You see, everything always works out for me because I love God and I'm called according to his purposes. This will work out. He'll perfect that which concerns me. He does not forsake the workings of his own hands. His mercies endure forever. He's with me. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. My steps are ordered of the Lord. And you've got to soak. You've got to soak in the word so that you've got that coming out of you. The other thing you have to do is this. And I've already talked about it a little bit. You've got to take, you've got to take the shield. You know, we don't just soak our shield and then just say, isn't that awesome? Look at me, I'm prepared. And then go out into the world, watch the news, handle all kinds of situations, pay your bills, do whatever, do all those things without the shield. You're going to have to take the shield, not just have a shield, take the shield, take it overall, above all, lift it up because otherwise I promise you there are arrows coming in before your day is over. You're going to be shot at dozens of times by the enemy, all kinds of little fearful things and negative things and, and to get you wound up and, and worn out. And you've got to not only soak, but secondly, you're going to have to take this with you. First John five, four says this, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Listen to me. This is the victory, your faith. This is your victory, your shield, your faith. Now, let me say this and then I'll kind of wrap this up. Do not be tempted because folks look, look, look right here. This is a lot of work. This takes some effort. Y'all here? This takes some effort, you know, that you spend time in the word, that you get yourself to church, that you avail yourself to. And, and those of you that have not embraced some technology, embrace it. Because I'm telling you, there's podcasts and there's archives and there's there's we're, eight tracks are gone. <laughs> and. There's so many ways, so many ways. I was sitting waiting with Alicia the other day. Uh, she had an appointment. I'm sitting with her and I finished some reading on some other stuff. And I had my phone and I was able to soak my faith just with things that I have in my phone. It's just so readily available there. There's things you can listen to. There's Christian radio. There's all kinds of things you can listen to. And soak your faith. I shared with you a number of months ago on my way to church on a Sunday morning. I flipped through about four different stations. This same song, four different versions came up. Great is your faithfulness. Flipped another. Great is your faithfulness. I got the message. Great is his faithfulness. And it soaked me. And, and I'll tell you what, still months later, I know he is faithful and he is able. And my mind's made up. I'm settled on this. I'm locked in on this. I've got an attitude about this. That's faith that is a shield, but it takes some work, folks. It takes some effort to soak and to take up that shield. Do not be tempted to just lay it aside. Because the soldier, you know, when something's waterlogged, it's a little heavier. 
And it's big and it's bulky. We don't want to use this. We can get these new ones. They're lightweight. Easy to carry. Disposable. You know, there's no shortcuts on this. And can I tell you something? There's no new ones. I said, there's no new ones. Beware of anything new. What we want is the perfect. And God has given us the perfect way to do this. Now, let me wrap this up. We read in the gospels, Jesus had done miracles and he taught incredible things. And then he told the guys, he said, let us go to the other side, get in the boat. He used the same kind of language, let us go to the other side that at creation, God said, let there be light. So when God says that, it's going to be, okay? So Jesus said, let us go to the other side. So they all got in the boat and a storm arose. It says a great tempest. And so much so that the wind was blowing and the waves were crashing against that boat and it was filling the boat. Where's Jesus? He's sleeping. Where are the disciples? They're freaking out. And they come and wake up Jesus and here's their words. Not that you're faithful and able. Don't you care? We're perishing. Jesus gets up. Watch carefully. Listen carefully. Jesus gets up. I think, now I can't find it in the word, but I think he gave him a little look. We can ask him later. I'm sure he did. And he rebuked the storm. That's the source. He, he dealt with the source. He rebuked the storm. Then he spoke to the wind and the waves. He said, peace be still. And they immediately quieted down. What's that? That's the symptoms. That's all the results of the storm. And sometimes we're just trying to bail out and we need to deal with the source. Jesus dealt with the source. He rebuked the storm. He spoke to the wind and waves, peace be still. And a great calm came. Now, how many of you know that Jesus had everybody's attention at this point? Their last statement, and I'll get to the middle part in a moment. They said, who is this guy that even the wind and the waves obey him? But Jesus had two questions for them. Here they are. Why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? The first question leads to the second question. What happened to your faith? Let me rephrase it in light of this morning. Why are you so afraid? What did you do with your shield? And Jesus was saying, storms are real. I'll take care of your storm. But you don't have to be afraid if you'll just take up your shield. And folks, we have storms. We have real storms. We have real stuff blowing and banging against you and filling your boat. And Jesus said, I'll take care of the storm. I said, we're going to the other side. We'll get to the other side. I'll take care of the storm. The timing of the storm, everything. I'll take care of the storm. I won't let anything come upon you that's more than you can handle. I will take care of my own. I'll take care of the storm. And you and I either count him as faithful and able or we don't. But what we've got to make sure that we do is this. He said, why are you afraid? Do you know why they were afraid? Because they got hit with an arrow. And he said, what did you do with your shield? What did you do with your faith? And folks, it's time that we soak our shield and we take up our shield. And if you will overall take the shield of faith, 
you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. I got to stop right there, but did you get anything at all? All right. Thank you, Lord.